Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I have a special guest today, Licia from Rome in Rome. You are an ex-expat. Yes. <laughs> You're originally from Rome, but you did move to Sweden for a while. That's correct, yes. So I was born and raised in Rome, and then uh, 10 years ago, I moved to Sweden. And I stayed there for three years and a half. So you came to Sweden because of work? That's correct. Uh, so straight out of university, I just um, sent lots and lots of CVs around Europe and Sweden was the one who welcomed me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what were your first impressions when you came to Sweden compared to Italy? Well, I had a brief experience with Sweden before because I was there for Erasmus program. So back in university. So I kind of knew what to expect, but I have never lived in Stockholm before. So that was new for me. So yeah, the weather and um, the darkness and lights and uh, yes, the, the usual stuff. How did you make the adjustment to the food? <laughs> well, tough in the beginning, of course, yes. Um, but then, you know, you, you start to know where to go and where to find good things and good stuff. So you have to look for it. But eventually I, I did find some good Italian restaurants and great um, uh, shops and uh, supermarkets. So in the end, like after three years and a half, <laughs> I kind of got there. So right when you figured it out, then you had to go. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so why did you end up moving back to Italy? So from Stockholm, we moved to the UK, actually. So and then we stayed a couple of years there. And then we moved back to Rome. You know, Stockholm is a wonderful place. I met wonderful people. And I think that, you know, the system really, really works very well. Like everything works very well public transportation and the job market and everything. And, and we got to a point where you had to decide whether this was our place or not. And in the end, we decided that it was not. But it's, uh, sometimes it's just a matter of where you are in your life. So probably back then I was not ready to settle down in a place. And the things that mattered to me back then, maybe they don't really matter to me now. So maybe it was a decision of the time. <laughs> but I, I understand. I think a lot of expats really struggle with that if they're more comfortable back in their home country, especially if they're thinking of starting a family or something, they want to be near their own family. Or I, I think for me, uh, especially at the beginning in my home country, I knew how things worked and I understood how people worked. And during the first, I don't know how many years here in Sweden, I really felt like I couldn't grasp everything or I didn't know where I stood with people or... You know, now that you mention it, maybe that was the best part <laughs> because now I'm back here and I know everything. I understand everything and I know what people are thinking and I can read the news and all of the newspapers. And it's like, you know what, maybe it's better to live as an expat. And I'm trying my best to do it here in Rome, seriously. Like, not to watch the, the news on TV, but on international news. And uh, 
It's so funny because, you know, I, I travel to Italy a lot and that's kind of my whole plan whenever we travel there is that we don't bring any devices. So we're just stuck with Italian news on the TV and in the newspaper and we don't really speak or read that much Italian. So it's a nice break when you don't understand the news and the language. <laughs> It's a lot more calming. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, everything seems a bit more interesting. You know, like uh, if you're watching a program on TV and you don't really completely grasp it, it's like, oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> but they're actually talking about something totally stupid or something. Oh. In Stockholm, I used to watch uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I was just mesmerized, you know, because I wanted to learn Swedish. So I was here in Rome, I would never, ever watch that kind of TV. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it, it is uh, like a show like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is so great because it has words on the screen that you can follow <laughs> and it makes you feel good. I do the same on vacation. So many countries have or have had that show and I do watch it in other languages just so I can pick things up and feel very smart if I get an answer right. <laughs> you're back in in Italy we'll start with uh, some good things on Sweden what do you miss about Sweden I, I miss a lot of things so let's start with the priorities <laughs> okay <laughs> no um, I really miss nature like back in Stockholm like you feel nature all around you like I used to walk to the office and you have this beautiful water all around you and uh, most of the times you can actually go for a walk and end up in a forest or yes. something. <laughs> um, that I really, really miss. Like that uh, you're so much in touch with uh, nature. And here it's a bit more difficult. Like, uh, Well, in a huge city center, it's, yeah. Yes. So that's for sure nature. And then, you know, I really, really, really miss the, the expat life, like in terms of people that you meet. Like you yeah. get to meet so many people and from so many different places and and conversations are really, really interesting. Like it, even in a regular evening, just chatting, it turns out to be a great evening because it's very interesting. While here you tend to be more with, you know, your Every kind of people. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's a really good point. And it is so much fun to have so many people with different backgrounds and viewpoints and experiences and yeah it's like a fascinating conversation almost every time even just the simplest things will turn into something just so interesting just because we're all coming at it from a different place so now that you're back in Rome did you take anything back with you like the attitudes of Sweden or something that you changed a bit when you returned to Italy some things for sure like small things, for example, I take my shoes off whenever I enter an apartment, which here it's like, they're looking at me like, what, what are you doing? Are you out of your mind? And I ask my parents to take their shoes off when they come to my apartment and they are yeah, resisting it. <laughs> but, uh, but it makes sense, right? <laughs> exactly. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Another one of the big reasons I wanted to talk to you, of course, is that you have been in lockdown in Rome for two months and way more serious than Sweden. I guess everybody knows about the Swedish approach, but, uh, but 
have you even been able to go outside your apartment? So I, yes, I was able to go out of my apartment, uh, but um, I would get stopped by the police a lot. Like uh, every time you go out, you, which is kind of uh, unusual here because here you don't really have a lot of police presence usually. Mm-hmm. So it felt a bit strange. Even when I went to the supermarket, for example, I was in line in, to go into the supermarket and police would stop and question you. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that felt uh, strange. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Rome was uh, very lucky in terms of uh, this pandemic because we didn't really had a lot of cases and a lot of uh, the infection rate was very low. Right. It was mainly northern Italy that was having the brunt of it. It felt a bit strange because they, they kept saying, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Now we will get to Rome. Now we'll get to Rome. So you felt a bit like, oh, my God, what's coming? Like it's something that you don't see, but it will be here and it will be bad. <laughs> but in the end, it, yeah, everything worked out or has worked out so far. Yes, because you just entered stage two, (laughs) where it sounds like it's a little closer to what we're doing here in Sweden. I was trying to read up on it a bit today. It sounds like people are more strict about keeping far away, even when you walk on the sidewalk, more strict about gatherings, I think. Of course, that's just what the newspaper says. I have no idea if people just went crazy when they got to go out of their houses or if they're actually sticking to these rules. What have you noticed? Mm, yeah, I think that was the big challenge for Italians because like, we are not really <laughs> used to <laughs> abiding to the rules. Yes. <laughs> using common sense to guide your behavior. <laughs> and, but um, okay, so now it's been three days basically since my Monday, everything opened up or is opening up actually because lots of shops are still closed and schools are closed and most offices are closed. So it's, uh, yeah, phase two is somewhere in between the lockdown and real freedom. So Right. I heard that the restaurants are doing uh, just takeaway and you can't actually sit. Yeah. And also coffee places, which is, which I, it's a big thing here in, in Italy, oh, like to go for an espresso and uh, you cannot do it now. Or you can, but you have to wait outside. I've heard that there's been like incredible lines to the coffee places, the espresso places. Yeah, correct. <laughs> It must uh, it must feel good though not to be completely trapped in your apartment and questioned every time you leave the door. <laughs> At least it's an improvement. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. That's that's for sure. It is a bit frustrating though that you are free but you're not really free. So you you can, for example, you can go out and if they stop you and you tell them that you are going to see your family, then you're okay, you can go. But if they stop you and say, oh, I'm going to meet a friend, then that might find you. And that was a big deal here because uh, Italy is very family-oriented. Yes. And so everybody was talking about how much, we, how little we have changed in that terms. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine because in Sweden, you may have noticed people aren't so social and close. <laughs> Which is probably why things are working here with keeping distance. But in Italy, it's it's just very much based on being social, gathering with family and friends, being outdoors, you know, yeah, going to the coffee places, meeting up with people. 
And I just can't imagine. It must be so strange, I think, for everyone and so unnatural. I was reading a little bit about how it's been in Rome. I think what I remember best from what I read is that there were almost no cars. You could hear the fountains from certain places. You could actually hear the birds. And Yes, yes, absolutely. It felt strange because, you know, in front of my building, I have a school and it's usually so noisy. Like during the day, there are kids going around and playing in the fields. And it's like, oh, my God. And now everything is so quiet. I almost miss the kids, you yes. know. Like, almost. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's too early to tell, but what do you think about how this is going to go? How, how are people feeling? Are they feeling like this is going to start slowly opening up more? Well, unfortunately, most people think that... Um, it's not going to work out very well. I think yeah, most people are not too optimistic. And um, yeah, I don't know. We will see, I guess. Yeah. Because Italy relies so much on tourism. It's um, like 13% of their whole income. So I would imagine that people are anxious to get this to a level where they could accept tourists so that restaurants and other places could open. Otherwise, a lot of people are going to lose money and hotels and agriturismos. And so I've been wondering if, you know, now with summer coming, Italy is really going to try to push for making this work so they can open up at least a little bit. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I was reading somewhere that this year we would have the same holidays that our grandparents had in the 50s. Within Italy. <laughs> we will drive there with our family. That's it. <laughs> Which is kind of strange. But yeah, I guess we will see. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, tourism is a big deal here. For some region, it's uh, like almost everything in the summertime you know yeah. i'm thinking of sicily for example sicily is one of the regions that uh, is really pushing to open things up now because yeah but we will see i'm personally hoping that italy gets back on its feet because i got tickets um <laughs> at the end of july oh in july you will be okay come on yeah that's what i'm hoping and we've got like two airbnbs and so far they haven't canceled on us and we figure, well, if there's no planes and we're allowed in, we, we could drive down. It's not impossible if, if they let us. It's it would fun. be part of the part of the holiday, you know? I think it would actually be fun. But <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. It's like I'm holding out hope on that. They they canceled our trip to the US that we were supposed to take in June. So we can't go there. But I thought, well, at least Italy, there are more ways to get there. Otherwise, we're like you. We're we're stuck in Sweden for the summer, which is, as you know, gorgeous. But I'd still like to go see other places. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be good for us all to explore our own country as tourists. <laughs> to be honest, I already booked an agriturismo in uh, Umbria just for uh -huh. yeah August. And so it will be me, the pool, and a lot of wine. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, for me, being stuck in Italy for vacation would work totally fine. <laughs> 
Well, I'll go ahead and wrap it up with you because I know you have beautiful weather and I hate keeping you cooped up in your apartment when you can finally go out. Thank you, Heather, really. It's always so nice to talk to you and uh, it was really nice catching up. Well, have a wonderful rest of the day and uh, yeah, ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs>